Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, LeBron is out for what appears to be at least a week or so, it looks like. And uh, the Lakers are reportedly interested in Bradley Beal. If you had listened to yesterday's show, you'd have already known that. Let's just really quickly talk about LeBron. Uh, LeBron, for one thing, does not like to divulge injury news. Uh, He and his camp are about as protective of that information as Frank Vogel was with his uh, starting lineups and about as protective of that information as uh, apparently more protective than some presidents are with the nuclear codes. Uh, Yeah, this is, you know, this is an area of the body that does really make me nervous. Uh, when he strained it initially back a, a couple years ago and wound up missing essentially the remainder of that season or, or remainder of the season that really mattered, uh, he was initially listed as day-to-day, and then he was day-to-day forever. And we never really got like a definitive timetable on when LeBron would play again. And part of that is because of the way that he handles that information. And the other part of it is because of that part of the body. Uh, There is a lot that is going on in that adductor groin area, and he uh, is 38 years old. He has always relied heavily on on quick quick twitch muscles. Um, He is one of the most explosive athletes of our time, and uh, he demands a lot out of every portion of his body, and that core, that, that... area that that essentially stabilizes and um, allows everything to kind of function the way that it needs to. When you screw something in there up, you know, you just never quite know when you're going to be back. And then if you don't take your time and you don't fully heal, then you risk really hurting it. And um, and then it's just a disaster, as we saw a couple of years ago. So, uh, you know, the Lakers are going to have to stay afloat. Um, this is one of those situations where it'd be nice to have more size on the wing heading into the season so that you could help make up for losing LeBron defensively. Offensively, there just is no making up for it. Russ will... I, I wonder if now that LeBron is uh, going to be out for at least a couple games, I wonder if Russ will move into the starting lineup and try to match up all of his minutes with AD and try to take on that identity um, with with Beverly moving to the bench and and uh, trying to carry out the rotation that way. But yeah, this is a tough one. And it what's even worse is this is a tough one as the Lakers were on the verge of a couple of their more winnable games heading into the season. So the Lakers are really going to have to take care of business with him out. I am... Well, you'll, this will shock you to find out. I'm not optimistic. This is what I wrote, uh, I guess, yesterday for Silver Screen and Roll and then read on yesterday's show, quote, some names who've been rumored or mentioned in league circles are DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, and Damian Lillard. DeMar DeRozan doesn't fix everything that's wrong with the Lakers by himself. Beal and Lillard come closer to doing that, but almost definitely aren't available given their team's start to the season and their commitment to those cities, end quote. Fast forward, oh, about 24 hours or so, and here's Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report writing, 
A star player whom the Lakers are known to covet is Washington Wizards shooting guard Bradley Beal, sources say. Going after the 10-year veteran would only be an option if Beal were to request a trade, a tactic he has been reluctant to exercise. Um, yeah, I, this is not surprising, obviously. Uh, the Lakers, I think last year, were also kind of checking in on Beal uh, to see if he might force a trade out of there and see if they could take advantage of the situation in, in that way. But uh, the the Wizards are... They're sitting in a playoff spot currently in the East. Bradley Beal is incredibly loyal to the D.C. area and really wants to stick it out there from from uh, what little I know about the guy. And and look, why force a trade with <laughs> why force a trade from a city that you apparently love on a five win team to go and play on a two win team, uh, a two win team now, by the way, who might be missing its best player for the foreseeable future, potentially. Uh, so you have that going on. And then also, if he tries to force his way to the Lakers, uh, he has he just signed an extension. And his extension is is not pretty for those who are, are worried about that kind of a thing. He is sitting uh, with, I believe, by, by, his, by the time he turns 33, he'll be making $57 million dollars. Um, and, and it just kind of escalates to that point from, uh, next year on. So it's a giant, I think it's a record setting contract in, in, in NBA history. One of the biggest ever, if, if it isn't the, and, uh, so either the Lakers are going to be swapping out Russ's bad expiring contract for Beal's potentially absolutely disastrous long-term one. Um, and now look, like that's kind of how it goes. That's why his market might be kind might be kind of depreciated around the league. That is seen as kind of a what the hell were they thinking kind of contract. And that was the sentiment around the league as soon as he signed it. Um, but hey, if if the Lakers can turn Russ into Beal, um, you know, that's that's a move that I guess I, I would get behind. Uh the only thing here is I don't know that two picks, as I wrote, I don't think that two picks in Russ's contract gets you Beal right now. Maybe at the uh, draft you're able to do that. But it's very clear from Chris Haynes's, uh writing that Clutch is behind the scenes applying pressure. They went so far as to say that LeBron James does not want to waste another season waiting for Rob Palenka to do his job, essentially. So uh, Beal is interesting. Beal is is uh, expensive, and I'm not positive, by the way, that Beal is necessarily better than Turner and Heald would be combined. I think that might be a hot take. I don't know. I don't know for, for sure. I wonder what, what the sentiment would be out there. Uh, Heald and Turner have been playing very well to start the season, so their stock might be about at its peak right now, but still, I... You have Miles Turner's interior defense and that size uh, to help make up for AD. That might even allow AD to rest his back and get to 100% so that we don't have to see him kind of trudge through the season the way that he has. Uh, Heald opens up the game for LeBron and AD. He's a better shooter than Beal is. Now, Beal is a significantly better uh, ball handler. He's a significant... Like, he is... (laughs) Uh, Badly Beal is significantly better than Buddy Heald by a lot. And and it's worth mentioning that. But I don't know that he's so much better than B, uh, Buddy Heald 
that he is better than Heald and Turner combined. Uh, the Lakers desperately need depth. They need uh, professionals in the building. And yeah, I guess we'll just kind of see where, which direction the Lakers go in here. I'm willing to predict, though, that the Lakers continue to wait this thing out because nobody loves anything the way that Rob Polinka loves superstars. The crux of that Haynes report, though, and the biggest takeaway from it, and there's some smaller morsels in there. Apparently, teams are calling the Lakers now about Russell Westbrook. Uh, the Lakers apparently are not interested in trading Anthony Davis. That's worth noting. Um, something that we knew already, but still. And then uh, I guess the, 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 the general and macro takeaway, for me at least, from that Haynes piece, again for Bleacher Report, is that there is no nothing close to consensus within the Lakers organization on what to do here. Uh, they don't know whether or not to trade those two picks and bring in help right now, and they certainly don't know what to trade those two picks uh, and Russell Westbrook for. Um, here, this is the problem, by the way, when an organization doesn't have like a clear-cut ladder of of decision making this decision making process here like we don't know who is it is it the money side of the organization who don't want to trade for depth because that hurts your ticket sales that hurts your jersey sales because miles turner and buddy healed won't sell jerseys in the way that say bradley beal or demar Derozan would um is it the basketball side of things who are pushing for the superstar and not for depth because we know that that's what Rob Polinka favors. Uh, there's just a lot going on here. And until the Lakers kind of figure out how all of this is supposed to work, I think you're just going to be paddling in circles. <laughs> Great. Last thing before we get out of here, LeBron tweeted in, I guess, pseudo support, close to support of Kyrie Irving, saying that obviously he is not in favor of, of hate speech. Um, and he is not in favor of spreading that kind of stuff, um, but that he thinks that Kyrie Irving uh, in the checklist that, that the Brooklyn Nets assigned him was a little over the top. Here's what, here's what his tweet said. Quote, I told you guys that I don't believe in sharing hurtful information, and I'll continue to be that way, but Kyrie apologized, and he should be able to play. That's what I think. It's that simple. Uh, help him learn, but he should be playing. What he's asked to do to get back on the floor, I think, is excessive, in, uh, in in my opinion. He's not the person that's being portrayed of him. Uh, anyways, back to my rehab session, end quote, or end tweet. So, um, I <laughs> I disagree on, on a few levels here. One, Kyrie hasn't flatly apologized. He's done it in a very Kyrie way, where he used a lot of words, and then by the end of the apology... You didn't know whether he was actually giving you a lecture on why he was actually right. He hasn't completely distanced himself from that documentary, going so far as to say that there is some stuff in there that he does think holds some weight. Um, and until he clarifies what he thinks is wrong about it and what he thinks holds some weight, we don't know how he feels about this. And then thirdly, like this is sensitivity training. This is something that I just did uh, harassment training the other week for uh, Vox as as was assigned to everybody um, as our yearly you know end of year and preparation for the year to come type of of homework 
Uh, we all do this stuff in, in the labor force. And yes, the NBA is not uh, the same as our nine to fives, but like this idea that, hey, uh, just, you know, talk to Adam Silver, actually apologize and don't just apologize in a very, you know, it was really clear to everybody, including Nike, by the way, that Kyrie was only apologizing because it was going to cost him a shit ton of money not to. Um, and, and yeah, actually distance yourself from the hurtful tropes that are spread in that documentary. Actually identify the parts of that thing that you think are correct and the things in it that you don't think are correct or easily, more easily for everybody, just distance yourself from it altogether. Uh, that's, that's an option. Uh, meet with, uh, leaders of the Jewish faith to, better educate yourself on this stuff and why that stuff is is really um, dangerous to to those who are now put in 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 harm's way because people are going to take what Kyrie Irving spreads uh, more literally and and aren't going to be as discernible as apparently he claims to be so it's just I I don't know I I really liked LeBron's message the other night when he just said flatly there's no place for that in the league and and so on and so forth and and I know that LeBron uh, sees Kyrie as a friend and doesn't want his friend to lose a bunch of money over something that you know is at the end of the day really stupid Um, and, and when you think something is stupid, when you think your friend is doing something stupid, a lot of times what we do is we lash out at the punishment because it's easier to do that than get angry at the friend who's doing the stupid thing. Um, and then lastly, um, this is, uh, tricky obviously, but the Lakers are desperate. They're sitting here at two and nine. And if Kyrie Irving was waived by the Brooklyn Nets for not doing these things, getting out and supporting him ahead of time and letting everybody know and later getting Lakers fans more on the side of, wait, what, what is the big deal here? Um, is one of the steps that would be taken if the Lakers were to show interest in him. Maybe they, maybe they wait this season out. Maybe they hold off and maybe Kyrie uh, becomes available in the summer at, he could be available at the at the veterans minimum at this stage from from some of the discussions I've had. There's a lot of people in the league who don't think this guy is ever going to be anywhere close to the max kind of contract that he has currently. And they certainly don't think that uh, he is going to be getting any kind of long-term money either. So if you're the Lakers and you're Rob Polinka and you're desperate to turn things around, and if you're LeBron James and you're desperate to make good on this final chapter of your career. Uh, I'm not saying this is definitely what's going on, but this is one of the first steps that would be taken if you were ever going to be interested in Kyrie Irving. I hope I'm wrong, but that's how this felt. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the uh, Lakers Lowdown podcast. Uh, Make sure you guys check out the conversation that I had with Meta World Peace from yesterday. I had a blast recording it. Um, it was great to talk to him. He's always uh, very outgoing and very willing to go places. So I really enjoyed how that conversation turned out. I uh, look forward to hopefully doing more stuff like that as as this this little corner of ours continues to grow. 
Um, but yeah, check that out. Check out the rest of the stuff from uh, the rest of this week. And then here in a little bit, by the time you guys are listening to this, uh, Aaron and I will be recording The Hook live on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. And then you'll be able to be, be able to find that here on this pod feed as well. So until then, until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.